Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning. Good morning, Faj. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Oh, I have a question for you. What's that? Oh, what is a dad joke already. What does a baby computer call his father? Dada. <laughs> you can't. We didn't even basically say hello. We didn't even welcome our listeners yet. I've been yet. waiting all morning to do that. We haven't even welcomed our <laughs> listeners, and you're already on the dad jokes. I know. That's all right. Well, good Good morning, listeners. I'm sorry well, about whatever that. Whatever listeners are left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that, listeners. Um, 450 people started listening and there's eight left and they're just they just couldn't get to the dial fast enough to turn it off <laughs> we just actually celebrated my sister-in-law's baby shower my mm -hmm. my brother is having a baby and my sister-in-law we just they're doing september and we just celebrated her baby shower last weekend and the dad jokes have just made it everywhere. Like one of the baby shower games was guess that dad joke and they were all like baby themed dad jokes. So it's just. I'm so proud. It has like really you have uh, you've managed to let the dad jokes seep into every aspect and facet of our lives. Yes. My life is complete. <laughs> that's all it took that's all it took your big goal was for dad joke normalized dad jokes that's right <laughs> so speaking of dad jokes yes. and uh you know <laughs> me being a joke <laughs> you <laughs> no you I, I won't say you are a joke you embrace jokes and you maybe maybe you are a joke are you a joke um probably yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in the best way possible uh, whatever that means yes <laughs> yeah but i mean i think that that's a perfect segue into you know our topic for today which is embracing your weirdness you know <laughs> is that the topic title <laughs> it is i mean i don't know what the title is going to be yet i think that's going to have to just organically come to us here mm -hmm. but embracing your weird and you have embraced i will never say that you are somebody that was just like all the other uh people out there you were always a little weird well thank you i think <laughs> <laughs> in that you always were kind of true to yourself you know as evidenced by you've never um subscribed to the fashions of the day <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that's been consistent your whole life i kind of subscribe to a fashion of a day but it's many years ago <laughs> well we're just not sure what day it was <laughs> That was good. I like that. You have yeah. your, you know, you have a uniform that's just very authentic to Joe Graziano. Mm -hmm. It is kind of like a traditional dad uniform, like you know, kind of like the New Balance shoes, the jeans with the belt with the polo tucked in, <laughs> is kind of like a very dad look. But I think that you embraced that long before you had children, right? Yes. Yeah. So you were just born to dress like a dad. Uh, yes, I guess so. That's correct. <laughs> Or were yes. you a trendsetter? You know what? Here's the deal. If I was a famous rock star, then I would be a trendsetter. But because I'm not, I'm just like, why is he dressed like that? I've never <laughs> seen a famous rock star that is no, appointed it, it, the way you if are. If you're famous, a movie star, <laughs> rock star, whatever, they wear whatever they want. And it becomes trendy. I suppose. 
you have to be in that level. But when you're at my level, you know, hanging around at the bottom here. <laughs> you're uh, like a, then you're I'm like just, a snail. Uh, yeah. Then I'm just, you know, like, why does he dress like that? That's, you know, that's, that's the <laughs> dilemma of the world. It's, it's just crazy. It's anyway, listeners, a famous PT Barnum quote, no one ever made a difference by being like everybody else. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Embracing your weird and really just living in your true authenticity. Mm-hmm. And That's I've it. always respected that about you, Dad. Well, thank you. Well, like, I'm not a sports fan, but most guys are sports fans, and I'm not. Right. And I mean, I feel like growing up, I always was upset about you being... <laughs> not a sports fan? Well, I always thought, all the other dads like sports. Why doesn't my dad like sports? <laughs> I want to have a dad that likes sports. <laughs> I always thought. Did you try trading me in, but you couldn't find Well, and like, you know, at games, why isn't my dad sitting with the other dads talking about sports and yelling at us to be better? He was like, you know, laughing with all the moms about, (laughs) you know, I have no idea what. Maybe it certainly wasn't cooking, but you were. I don't know where you're going (laughs) with this. I don't know where I'm going either. Let's just move along. Yes. But you were always just, you were always laughing with the other moms and, you know, probably not talking about sports. Maybe you were talking Mm -hmm. about music. You definitely weren't talking about fashion. Um, so I, I don't know you, but you've always, you know, had your, your own kind of interests and well, thank you. I think this is starting off. Like I feel really, you know, really terrible about yourself. It's not what what I intended. There are so many wonderful qualities about you, but my, my point was you have always been yourself. You've always, you know, not kind of succumbed to the, the general mm. norms of like, you didn't always care about having the nicest car or, you know, you just were kind of the things that you were passionate about, you leaned into. Um, well, and I did my thing, I mean, in business and stuff, like I wanted to start my own business. So I did, I wanted to go into this and I did, and I wanted to do that and I did, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. I do think about what other people might be thinking, but then I do what I want to do anyway. So. Which is, I think, something really cool. And it's mm-hmm. not always something that's easy to do because sometimes right. I think that we can tend to get almost like stopped in our tracks mm-hmm. because of other people's opinions and yes. fear of what other people might think. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see people... So that's why we wanted to kind of talk about this today, because a lot of times when you see people that are doing something that you look at and you say, wow, I wish I had done something like that. It's because they truly embraced something that was completely unique to them. Right. And maybe like they're weird and they went after it without caring about what society or, you know, other people would think. And that's how like innovation and creativity mm-hmm. and exactly all of that right. is born. You're right. It, it's risky to to do this, but it's rewarding. Um, one of the things that I always felt was, you know, and you, you hear this all the time, but even from a young age, I never wanted to, I guess, get to the end of my life and say, I wish I, and, and then put whatever you want. I wish I dot, dot, dot. Whenever I wanted to within reason don't don't forget i pretty much you know did and whether it's part-time full-time like i I wasn't stupid and risk financial ruin or health ruin or any of that kind of stuff not evil knievel and didn't want to jump (laughs) off you know run a motorcycle across 42 cars or something like that you know but within reason i took those 
those risks. And that's why I like this topic, not, not about me or anything like that. But if you think about it, when people say, you know, like what everyone else, that just that phrase, everyone else, who the hell is everyone else? Right. Like, who is that? That, that could be 30 people, or it could be your mom and dad. It could be your spouse. It could be friends. Or it could be your perception of strangers. I'm telling you, people are locked in sometimes to not doing things because of a perception of people they don't even know. You're so right. And, and all I want to get across from this episode, we want to get across from this episode is define that. Like, obviously, I want to make you literally, and I'm not just saying this, you're my daughter. I want you to be proud of me, right? You probably want Aww, dad, I do. And I, I want, am proud of you. And I want mom to be proud of me. You know, your family, my parents, I love them. And well, it's you know, unfortunate, <clears throat> we can't ask them if they're proud of you at this point. No, but. we can't. But you know, what I'm saying so but the thing is, they may have been dad. They yeah, may have been proud. Have, I don't know. But <laughs> with, within those constraints, and some of them are legitimate. But then again, they're not legitimate if if your parents or friends or spouse or whatever have have ideals that don't fit you. Like for example, if you know now my my father never did this, but he was a pilot, right? And he was in sales. He, they, my parents were great. They wanted me to do what I wanted to do, and all all of us kids. But you know, you hear about these parents that, uh, you know, your grandfather was a doctor. I'm a doctor. You should be a doctor, or whatever the thing is. Yeah, you have to go to the school I went to. I went, and, yeah, this school, whatever. Or that, living out things that they wished for themselves through their children. Exactly. You know, like I had nothing and I struggled, so you should be X. Right. Right. That is the danger stuff where you feel a loyalty to that person but they're now running you and it's not fitting your your personality and things like that well and i think part of the beauty of getting older um there's a mm -hmm. lot of negative that you feel coming with it but i feel like from from when you're in when you're growing up and you're in high school and you're kind of like i think kids and maybe this is changing now because i think there's a lot more there's a lot more, um, you know, kind of uh, understanding around people's uniqueness. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, when when you're in high school and you're growing up and you're kind of like finding your group and everything, you're people are always kind of like looking for the people that are like like them, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so much of, uh, you know, you you spend so much of your life trying to fit in. And I think for me, as I got older, I started realizing that the more that I just kind of said what was on my mind and said the things that were like that I thought would be weird or embarrassing the more that you make you know really like special connections with other people because you realize that the things that you think are weird and I think this goes to what you were saying about the strangers and what you assume other people would think or would judge you start realizing that the things that make you weird and unique are the things that connect most with other people right and like when you start actually being honest and i've had people like you know i always joke that you know i don't have the best filter and <laughs> i kind of say what's on my mind and i also am extremely uh <laughs> what you see is what you get right mm -hmm. so you know mm -hmm. exactly like who i am where i stand whatever but 
I've said things and people have said, oh, my God, like I've always thought that, but I've never said that right. out loud. Right. <laughs> you know, and like there's an appreciation right. for the fact that like it's sometimes refreshing when somebody says the thing out loud that you've always thought that mm -hmm. you've always like the thing that you've always thought was weird or odd or unique to you. You realize that there are a lot of similar weirdos out there. Yeah, exactly. You just have to talk enough to find them. No, it's so true. <laughs> Be honest. It's so true. And when you are true to yourself and and do your thing, and again, I'm not talking about hurting anybody or stepping on anybody's toes or whatever, but when you do that, it's so, uh, let me see if I can explain this. People want to be appreciated by others and I we want people to like them, right? But you find out, and, and the earlier you find this out, the better, that you cannot, you cannot please everyone. So if you go and please yourself and move in the direction that works with you, you'll find that the people who that resonates with will follow you. And you will have appreciation because people will recognize what you're accomplishing and what you're doing. And you'll be in a position where you're having such a better time doing all of the you're things yeah. because you're surrounded by people that support your individuality and Correct. your uniqueness and what make and what connects you and is similar. But it's, I think that that's when you're able to really like be truly happy because yes. you're surrounded by people that are positive and, mm -hmm. and you know, that empathize with the differences that you, sh you have, mm -hmm. um, and connect on the similarities. That's right. And it, it makes it so that, you know, you, everybody is able to almost like grow more yeah because you appreciate each other's differences mm -hmm. because you share some of those uniqueness, like, and, and it may not be that you are similar, but it might just be that you both appreciate the differences in one another. Right. And in, in your job. So, and this works no matter what you do, if you're in a job and you're just doing what everybody else is doing, but you bring only what Christina can bring to that job, you're valuable. You're more valuable than the other people who are trying to meet the status quo or be what everybody else does. You bring the uniqueness, and so that helps on your job. If you're entrepreneurial and you're starting something, you're bringing the uniqueness, and that separates your business from another business that might be doing the same exact thing. Well, and every single time, like, I, I think you're so right, but every time that you decide that you're going to embrace your uniqueness or have a different opinion or like bring that out, you have to like, you're taking on a risk. Yes. And I think that the reward is huge because Correct. like the, the alternative is that you show up exactly the same way everybody else shows up. Um, maybe because it's not unique to you, you actually show up a little bit worse because you're trying to be something or somebody that isn't, you mm -hmm. know, authentic to you, but you have an opportunity, like you take a risk when you put yourself out there and you put out a differing opinion mm -hmm. or something that may not be popular with other people, but that's what can actually make you stand out in a crowd of the same. Yes, and exactly. in a good way. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, you could stand out and it could, it could not work out in your, in your benefit, but yeah. I think in the long run it does because maybe you realize that you're, you are not meant for whatever that crowd is. Right. 
No, you're you're 100 percent right. Good. Yeah. I I like to be right, Dad. You're not only right, but you're 100 percent right. <laughs> and I know that because she just passed a note that said, "Tell them I'm 100 percent right." No, I'm like, she <laughs> I didn't did do not that. do that. <laughs> <laughs> she did not do that. She did not do that. And it is easier said than done. But it's also easier to be you than to be God knows how many other people you're trying to be like, you know, and it doesn't mean that you violate corporate culture or you violate, you know, uh, any kind of of protocol that you work within in your company or anything like that. But it just means that within within the confines that you maybe have to work in order you know, to function that you bring your own uniqueness to it. Yeah, and I mean, I think like if you see something along the way that you're like, I don't agree with that and I don't understand that, asking the questions rather than assuming that you're probably just wrong or Mm -hmm. that like you just don't understand something that you should, that everyone else does. Right. How many times have you like, I feel like asked a question that you look at as like, wow, that's probably a really stupid question, but I'm going to maybe ask it anyway. And and then all of a sudden you realize everyone else in the room was like, glad you asked because exactly I that was has, about to Google that or I was about, I didn't understand I, either, but I, I didn't want to look like an idiot. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't, that is so funny you said that because I do that. It, it's like in my head, I'm debating, you know, I don't want to ask the question because I don't, I don't, nobody seems, everybody seems to know what, what he just Everyone's said. Everyone's nodding she just their said. heads. Am I the only idiot? And then, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll literally preface it with, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, Maybe I wasn't listening or I'm just incredibly like naive right, right now, but what what is blah blah blah? And then like three other people go, Oh, I'm so happy you asked that. Or like you're I didn't side know. IMs, like, you oh, know, I, what, I didn't know either. Right, right. You know, <laughs> but it, it it kills me because I don't want to be that one that's like, you know, I don't want the other people in the room to go, Well, Joe will ask the dumb question and right. then we'll know what's going on. <laughs> you know? No, that's that's really true. And that happens a lot. But that's but part of being authentic I, I, is being it, it, it willing is. to be the dummy in the room if you have to be. It is. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I know the whole sports thing. And, you know, we, we talk about it all the time in these episodes about me not being a sports fan and stuff. But it, it is funny how I have used that so well. In other words, very often, uh, especially in, in meetings, you know, conference calls, the sports, the whole sports analogy I've been in meetings and I say, like, people will just assume and they'll say, well, you know, like in baseball, blah, 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 and they do, or in football, whatever. And then I just interject and say, you know what, can you do me a favor? I'm not a sports fan and I think I know what you're talking about, but can you, re- can you give me a different example? And very often, and it's not just women, there's other guys there that, I'm not alone, there are other guys that are just not sports fans. And other women and people will say, thank you, Joe, I appreciate that, because why is everything a baseball analogy or a football analogy or something like that? Just the other day, I was on a conference call with three people from a vendor and me, and it happened to be three women and me on the call. And one of them, you know, we started and it was like, oh, you know, how you doing? Oh, I just got back from the beach, you know, had a nice time at the beach. And she knows me. She's the account rep. And she says, and Joe, I know I know you don't care about the beach. And this other woman that I just met on the conference call, she said, 
Oh my God, I, I hate the beach also. Really, Joe? You don't like the beach? Like, we immediately had a connection. Like, you know, another person Co- who didn't like scourges. the beach. <laughs> exactly. But my point is, here I am being the contrarian, but I'm really not. There's well, other people. And you're allowing, that... it's like when people say that they don't like dogs. And I mean, I don't understand that, but there are other people that don't like dogs. And it's like, right. you know, I think people are sometimes scared to say that because it's such an unpopular <laughs> opinion. It's like, are you inhuman? <laughs> like, you don't like dogs? Do you, do you hate fun? And do you, hate, <laughs> like, are, are you, is there some kind of dark passenger you're carrying? Like, <laughs> I like your dogs. I don't ever want one. See, that's the. I don't difference. think you really like my dogs that much, to be honest. If you're, really. if you're Not being really. authentic, I don't think, and I think my dogs know you don't like them either. Not Tiffany. Cause she's just, she, she's just like a happy little dope, but Roscoe definitely knows you're not his biggest fan. Cause when you come over, he doesn't seem to care for you either. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like let's be honest here while we're talking about being honest. You don't love my dogs. You do care for animals in that you're not going to like allow them to suffer, but you know, you could give or take the dogs. Yeah, but I had dogs for many years. Correct. I, I love the dogs and all that. What I don't like is, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to take them out and then have right. to I'm, drive back. You're not back inhumane. Like you, no, I love, you make sure I, a dog is fed and cared for and pet the dog if if the dog is I, there. I no longer want to own one anymore. Right, and That's you correct. and you wish that your children felt the same way. I really do. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, that will never happen. It's not going to happen. So, but anyway, my again point is, it's okay to be uh, yourself, and you do make a difference. And so, let's get back to not that we drifted; we're in the same thing. But let's get back to that phrase, because P.T. Barnum was a hundred percent correct. If you want, now maybe you don't want to make a difference. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you just want to, you know, show up. But think about anybody. When you go to a business in a retail situation or in your company, uh, your colleagues or at other vendors or your clients, who do you remember? Who sticks out in your mind? The, the people who make a difference are those people you've recognized, you've seen them. Like So in your colleagues, it's that person who stands out in a positive way I'm talking about, not, not the annoyance. We're not talking about being annoying or rude. Or, you know, whatever we're talking about, that person who stands out because of their sense of humor or their knowledge or their competence or their, you know, uh, work ethic and so on. You've seen that the people who make a difference, nine times out of ten, those people never have a problem finding a job, never have a problem getting a referral because people know them. And And they're willing to put themselves out there, you know, like willing to not be popular if if that's you know what has to happen for there to be progress and something to move forward right so that's 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 this idea of making a difference and when you you know i'll just wrap it kind of wrap it up a little bit in that when you make a difference you become more valuable and when you're more valuable people seek you out and you never know what the opportunities are that accrue to that. And when you are, like, I think when you are being different and embracing what makes you unique and bringing your unique perspective to things, you 
create an opportunity for other people to do the same. So other people start. And I I think that's how major change happens, right? Because all of a sudden people recognize that it's okay to, you know, show what makes you different. It's Mm -hmm. okay to be vulnerable and creating that space and allowing other people to do the same creates an opportunity for major differences to come forward and for there to be really like amazing innovations and creations and creativity. Mm -hmm. If people all got around a table to brainstorm and everyone was too afraid to say the thing that actually came to their mind, there would never be any cool ideas that came out of this. Right. Correct. So very good. We're a couple of weirdos, dad. And I, I look at everybody that I enjoy and have surrounded myself with and I'm like, Man, I have like just a whole community of all different but, kinds of weirdos. But that stop they're saying weird. weirdos because people but don't want to be a weirdo. I mean that. You make a, it no, no, I want to be a weirdo. <laughs> I want to be a weirdo. I oh, think good. I don't mean weirdo in like a creepy way, but no, like, I know, you know, there's uh, my favorite city in the country, Austin, Texas. Their whole slogan is keep Austin weird. And I couldn't agree more with <laughs> I that. Yeah. Like, I think embracing your weird and looking at weird as a good thing right. is, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's changing the way that you think about that. Like yeah. at one point, yeah, maybe people thought a person is weird, but like being weird is a really endearing quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as it's a, you know, it's used for good and not evil. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to throw out a question to our listeners because this better be a question and not a dad it's joke. It's not a dad joke. This okay. is not a dad joke. So the beach, like I don't like the beach. Do you know how many people have said to me, yeah, I don't like the beach either. In fact, in the chamber, Barrett, he doesn't like the beach. Okay. Um, so I want to ask, how many of you don't like the beach? Because what I have found is that that is a type of thing that a lot of people just zip their mouth in because they don't want to be considered you know be really funny? weird. I wonder if some of these people just want to fit in with you and they love the beach and they're just telling you that they like the beach. Well, we'll find out. I guess we'll have to find out. Uh, who, why would you want to fit in with me? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that. Again, I'm not the rock star or the movie star or anything like that. It is interesting. But, so... Uh, listeners, let's play a fun game. Share with us, you know, come onto Instagram, whatever it is, and let us know some of the things that make you unique that you would generally mm-hmm. think are unpopular opinions that are true to you and that make you unique. What's your weird? That's it. That's it. And by the way, why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Oh, gosh. Because the ghosts bring all the booze. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, (laughs) listeners, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, follow our page, share with a friend. And um, that truly is the biggest compliment that you are uh, on board and embracing our weird is to share our weird with somebody else that you love or care about or that you also think is a like-minded weirdo to yourself. That hates the beach. (laughs) Okay. Well, we really appreciate you being with us today and we look forward to seeing you in a couple short weeks. Thank you. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. You know, my friend was showing me his tool shed, and he pointed to a ladder. That's my step ladder, he said. I said, I never knew you, my real ladder. I never knew my real ladder. 
<laughs> what are you even saying? <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.